There's a new assistant coach in town. A big-time player decides they're going to stay here in Central New York, plus a huge opportunity in the 2024 class schedules an official visit for a week down the road. There's a lot going on with regards to Syracuse basketball. Let's break it all down. It's your Locked On Syracuse Friday. Let's get right after it. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Lockdown Syracuse. Happy Friday and thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. My name is Owen Valentine, breaking it all down today. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. A lot of big news coming in terms of Syracuse basketball yesterday. It was a big time news day. And let's break it all down today. We'll start with the brand new coaching hire. It was rumored. We thought it was going to happen. We had good ideas it was going to happen. Made official yesterday. We have got another player in that forward room saying they're going to stick it out. They're going to stay here in central New York, stay with this team, stay with the coaching shift and all of that. Plus, we've got a new 2024 recruit lingering on the horizon, top 40 player with big-time implications in that class of 2024, uh, scheduling a visit to Central New York. A lot to break down. Let's start with the coaching hire. We thought it was going to happen. We didn't know when it was going to happen, and it has now officially happened. Brendan Strawn is the new assistant coach with Syracuse basketball, replacing sort of the shift and all of the dominoes as Beheim exits and Autry goes up to the head coach and GMAC to the associate. And Alan Griffin stays on board. There's one spot left to be filled. There were thoughts, some Central New York ties people were considering. Ryan Blackwell over in Liverpool, Diefendorf uh, around the Central New York area, a handful of other guys, Beeline coaches at Beeville. You thought there might be a local pull? They go to the DMV region, a guy with so many ties in Brendan Strong. And I think it's a really, really good hire because of his ties in that D.C., Maryland, Virginia area where you can pull so much talent. And if Syracuse hones in on the Northeast and and brings that in and you now have ties to to New York City, significant ties to New York City, the DMV region, and all around the Northeast, it's going to be really, really good in terms of recruiting to be able to stay in your roots. Yes, there are some other coaches coming into the Northeastern region uh, with the very, uh, you know, the coaching carousel that sort of happened since the regular season and ACC tournaments and conference tournaments concluded. Uh, You've got some competition coming in, uh, but I I think this is an incredible hire in terms of being able to hone in on your area and your local, in quotes, it's a broad use of the word local, talent. There are a ton of connections with regards to Strong, and I, I think we've already started to see them, and we'll detail them in a second, but we'll, we'll sort of break it all down here. 
uh, in terms of, you know, what this means and where he's been and, and where things go from here. Uh, so this is, Strawn has been uh, all, all over in terms of that D.C. area. Uh, and you, you've got a lot of different connections there. Coaching at George Washington as an assistant there. You've got him coaching a lot of high school stuff. Uh, was an assistant over at Eleanor Roosevelt uh, in, in Maryland in a high school coaching career. Uh, you've got a big connection, AAU in the Nike EYBL. You've got Team Takeover, which you might have heard of because of Syracuse recruiting in the past and things moving forward. That Team Takeover connection is absolutely gigantic, and that's sort of where the linkage between Strawn and Adrian Autry originated as Autry was uh, a part of that squad as well and coaching in that region as well. Uh, so that's sort of where you got that linkage. And now he comes to central New York and you are immediately seeing the impact of Brendan Strawn in terms of his name, in terms of his connections, in terms of the likability players seem to really, really like him. And that goes tremendously far in terms of recruiting in terms of working things out. I don't know how many people read into these details in Benny Williams's, you know, formal announcement yesterday on Instagram, there was a little hashtag in there uh, that might've been a bit of an Easter egg saying hashtag TTO team takeover. And so it could be read into that. This hire is the true reason that Benny Williams is staying in central New York instead of hitting the portal. Obviously, a lot of reasons, and we broke that down on yesterday's episode in case you missed it, but amongst the, I want to figure it out here, I want to work through, I want to grind it out and figure things out in Syracuse, you've also got Benny Williams, who played with Team Takeover, saying, hey, there's that coach I know, that connection that I have, that player, that coach, that that relationship that I've built that I feel comfortable he can do in terms of for me and in terms of me being able to grow and in terms of things working themselves out here in central New York, immediate impact in terms of this hiring. And this is something that Syracuse can benefit from for an extended period of time to be able to have, you know, a a nearly 10 year career coaching at team takeover from strong. Uh, coaching in the, the the DMV area for his entire career and having those connections, whether it be uh, from coaching in high school or from coaching in the area at the college level or from the AAU play in the EYBL Nike circuit, the number of connections at that area and in that resume is absolutely tremendous and something that Syracuse will continue to see benefits from and has already started to see the implications of, and that, I believe, goes to show how great of a hire is. This is a phenomenal hire for Syracuse and a phenomenal get because of the expansion in recruiting that this gives you, the ties that it gives you. This is tremendously important as Syracuse moves forward and as Adrian Autry starts to look to bring in his first official recruit I mean, you can consider Starling in the portal the first official, I'm going to play for Adrian Autry. But he's looking for the first official in the Autry era of head coaching at Syracuse, that first official commitment. 
And I think Brendan Strong provides an incredible, incredible opportunity for that player to be a very important uh, ranking or a decent ranking, uh, important in terms of impact and the feasibility of him being a big name player uh, that has a decent career. I think this goes such a long way. And this is another thing where you, you can talk about it immediately, but a few years down the road, you're going to be able to look at this hire and put together the connections that were or were not made. And I think a lot of us are leaning towards the connections that were made and are bringing players in because that is sort of what the immediate vibe is of this. And I think you're going to look back on this in four or five years and talk about how crucial this hire was to Autry's ability to succeed or success to follow up a 47-year Jim Beheim career and to quickly try and dig Syracuse out of the hole that was the past two seasons. All right, we got some big news as well in terms of players coming back. I talked about this yesterday. This was not always something that you expected an announcement for, but it is nice to formally know. Chris Bell returning to Syracuse for year two. Him and Benny seemed like the two that were the most up in the air into the in, in terms of the transfer portal, both making their return. We'll break it down in terms of him, in terms of impact, and now a better look at what that forward position is uh, in the 315 uh, after a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel, I believe. Yes, over at FanDuel. So Mar or the tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I just want to throw it out there. I think I gave you UConn plus 900 to win it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, they're minus 120 right now uh, for what that's worth. So don't miss your shot. At a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Syracuse, for back-to-back days, gets news that a forward will be returning for year three or year two. I'm Owen Valentine, breaking it all down here on your Locked On Syracuse Friday episode. Chris Bell, coming back for year two in orange. This was one where I, I tweeted it yesterday. How many people thought three weeks ago when the season came to a close that Chris Bell and Benny Williams were not entering the transfer portal? Because my hand cannot be put in the air at this point in time. I thought it was guaranteed one was leaving and it wasn't all too far-fetched to think that both could be departing from Syracuse. That's not the case. Both of these players buying back in, coming back to Central New York, and Chris Bell, the latest in that conversation. And Bell had an up-and-down sort of year, and I think a lot of people weren't entirely sure what you can expect from him in every game just because of the polarization that you saw in terms of his performances. I don't think there's anyone that necessarily wanted him gone with a burning passion. I think this was a guy that was recoverable if he transferred. But just like we talk about 
I think him staying is a far easier transition than trying to enter the portal, find a new player to come in and teach a system that yes, is altered already because of the coaching change. But I do think the continuity provides the opportunity for this to be far better for Syracuse. And we were having conversations on Twitter. I think Shields on Hoops jumped into this chat um, a little bit on Twitter yesterday talking about how the freshman to sophomore year jump is also often the biggest jump you see out of a player. It's not the high school to freshman year. It's not the junior to senior year. It's that freshman to sophomore year jump. When you get that first off season, you know what needs to be worked on. You're way more familiar with what level of play you are diving into and seeing night after night that you can make those adjustments. And that first year with a coaching staff and a training staff and the facilities and everything that a high-level D1 program provides you allows you to make an incredible jump from freshman to sophomore year in very, very frequent cases. Does it always happen? No, there are no guarantees in college basketball. You can have a top tier, the number one rated overall player in the class, get hurt, not recover properly, and a career that doesn't get you to the NBA or a career that doesn't pan out too much. Syracuse knows about that. You get a five-star guy in Coleman that comes in however many years ago, never quite played at the level that you thought he was going to. Same with guys like, I don't know, Matthew Moyer, uh, guys like Bryson Goodine. Uh, and all of these guys that you, you bring in and are supposed to be big name guys, top 100 players that don't quite work out. There's no guarantees in college basketball. But the freshman to sophomore year jump that you can expect from Chris Bell, I think is going to be incredibly impactful for Syracuse next season. If he can work on rebounding and defending a little bit, I think the offense is going to do its thing with him. And I think he can work the offense fine. You saw the ability to shoot. He shot 34, 35% from three on the season, which is pretty good given the fact that there were a number of stretches this year where, where he really did struggle from deep. You know, I look early in the season uh, from the St. John's to Bryant, Illinois stretch where the whole team struggled but he was six for like 24, 22 in that stretch. But then you've also got stretches like from January 3rd to January 14th, which is capped off with that Notre Dame game, which was his best game of the season, where he shot 11 for 16 from three in a four-game stretch. So this was like a very polarized in terms of performance, 35%. And I think in year two, you can expect it to be a little bit more consistent at the median with maybe some upper level nights where he really goes off. And that is the type of offensive contribution that you can get from him. The big question with Chris Bell is how can he defend in a man-to-man situation? Because the defense was not incredible last year by any means. And putting him in a spot where you've seen him struggle in terms of that athleticism or the ability to hunt down rebounds. I don't want to say athleticism, that ability to hunt down rebounds, that ability to, to you know, play staunch defense and, and get in your face like that was not necessarily set in stone in terms of what he can do. We know he's an athlete. We know he can get up and soar, as you saw, I believe it was against Oakland, maybe. Was that the game? 
uh, where he absolutely skies and puts down one of the best, probably the second best dunk of the season, only outshined by Judah Mintz's absolute poster in what is a game that we're not going to talk about outside of that dunk. You've seen what he can do, and he does it every once in a while where he can have And in this offseason is to work on rebounding, to work on defense, and a little bit more physical of a style of play would take him tremendously to an improved level in year two. And I think with Benny and with Bell as a duo coming back, putting in an offseason together with a new coach in Brendan Strawn, who, who Benny is, you know, through the hashtag showing his support of, and who I'm sure Bell will be excited to be able to work with to see what kind of jumps they can make. I like to talk Moneyball a little bit. This is a, a situation where when you take those two and Malik Brown, you need to find a way in those two positions and three players to average pretty close I'm going to say you'd like to average out of those two positions, the three and the four, somewhere between 20 and 25 points a game and somewhere around 15 rebounds per game. And I don't really care how it comes. It could be 15 and eight from Benny for all I care. And Bell and Brown average five points apiece and a couple of rebounds apiece, or it can be more directly chopped. I don't think that would be an issue. But I think if you tell me that I'm going to go with 25 and 15, if you tell me that out of those two positions, you're averaging 25 and 15 a night, I think that puts Syracuse in a really solid position. And maybe you're going to tell me it's a little bit more. I'm just throwing those numbers, pulling those numbers out of the air. Uh, If I took a little bit longer, maybe those would fluctuate a little bit differently in terms of where the success could be. But I think that's a really good situation for Syracuse. Maybe you want them to average 30. I think 30 is a little bit ambitious, uh, but there's easily going to be nights where that trio is putting up 30, maybe even pushing 40 points a night if they can make some sort of improvement and hone in on some of the weak spots that we saw out of the forward group this year. It'll be interesting to see how the shift to man differentiates the impact of the forwards, looks at the rebounding margins for this team as a whole, and allows these players to make that jump that we hope we can see from year one to year two, and in Benny's case, year two to year three. We can also throw Justin Taylor in that mix a little bit, because I'm sure even in this theoretical transition to the guard spots, He's going to still see minutes at the three, especially if Judah comes back. I would not be astonished to see a smaller sort of shooting lineup where you've got J.J. Judah and Justin Taylor in at the same time, where Taylor's playing a little bit more of a forward spot. So you could throw that into the mix as well. I'm sure there's someone else that will cycle into that mix a little bit, at least test the waters early on in the non-conference slate. But we'll see from there. Chris Bell coming back, back back-to-back days of big-time news for Syracuse in terms of forwards making their return for some more experienced years. And I think it goes a long way to have these guys back 
instead of trying to start from square one with a recruit or a transfer that you don't have yet, one, and that you don't even know all too specifically what you can get with them. I like that the relationships are established, the community, the family is built, and you're going to build upon that foundation as opposed to trying to bring somebody else in. I think it provides a greater likelihood of success. Not that I don't want transfers because transfers are one of the most important things in college basketball right now. You've seen over a thousand players enter the portal this off season already, and the tournament hasn't even finished. Okay, the portal is incredibly important. But I think in this instance, outside of you getting the number one forward in the transfer portal, whoever that might be at this point in time, I think keeping these two guys provides you a better opportunity to break through that barrier at the forward spot than going and pulling on a middle of the pack forward from the portal. We'll take one more break and then we'll take our final stretch into the weekend here on your Locked On Syracuse Friday. Talk a little bit about Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the peanut butter brownie. And if you want Syracuse to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lockdown fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built the best protein bar ever. They're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. They have high protein. They have low sugars, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. It's real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. That's Built Bar. All right. Final stretch here on your Locked on Syracuse Friday breaking it all down. We had a lot of news coming out yesterday in terms of Syracuse basketball. We talked the impact of the new coaching hire. We talked the impact of Chris Bell staying for year two. And now we get to talk the impact even more so of Brendan Strong as the new assistant coach, because there is a big time class of 2024 player announcing an official visit to Syracuse April 6th through 8th. That's Donnie Freeman, who will be coming here next week. And what's the connection? That's right. Donnie Freeman, team takeover. Brendan Strawn, team takeover. Immediate impact. Strawn announces, Freeman announces, that he will be coming to Syracuse for the official visit next week. It's really exciting. I talked about him a little bit um, earlier this week. It's a really talented player and a guy with a high ceiling and a guy that can supplement. And by supplement, I don't even think that like that's doing it justice. This guy is a massive piece in terms of that 2024 class to co-star with Elijah Moore, who's already committed to Syracuse in that 24 class. 24-7 has Freeman as the number 33 player in their rankings and the number 28 player in their composite. He's the number six or number four power forward. He's the number one player 
out of the Washington, D.C. area. 6'8 power forward, weighs 190. You'd like to see him bulk maybe a little bit. Uh, and it's always good to see him on the 24-7 page right now for him. Syracuse is listed as warm. So Alabama and Syracuse, both with that warm interest at this point in time. He's got other offers for sure, Iowa, Texas, to name a few. Uh, but this would be an incredibly important addition. And another splash in what has been a beyond smooth sailing first month for Adrian Autry. We don't necessarily know when the announcement is for Freeman. It's up in the air. We're not necessarily sure. Uh, it could be soon. It could be a few months down the road. You never know with these guys, obviously, right? You want to go through your full commitment process. You want to go through the full recruiting process, see what you like. This is a student athlete thing, right? Go to a place that works for you, fits what you need, uh, education-wise, community-wise, style-wise, basketball-wise, right? NIL-wise, you can throw in there now. Something that is also a massive portion of college basketball at this point in time. But I think getting him onto campus next week, the connections that Strawn brings to the table here in terms of being a team takeover coach and Freeman being a team takeover guy, that connection is already so visible and the impact is so notable and massive and important at this point in time, even just 24 hours after the initial announcement that this would be happening for Syracuse. Incredible to see, really good stuff in terms of where the program can go from here. I think everybody, you'd be hard pressed to tell me that you're not incredibly pleased with Adrian Autry in the first few weeks of his you know, career, tenure, whatever it might be, at Syracuse as the head coach of the men's basketball team. That's an incredibly impressive job that he has done thus far. And I cannot wait to see what is in store as we move forward. A couple things to talk in terms of this weekend. Cuse woman in terms of the cross field. They take on Virginia Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, get out and support them. The crowds there have been, I believe, some of the best crowds of all time this season in terms of Cuse women's lacks. So awesome to see that. Uh, that's 6 o'clock on Saturday. They're 12-0. and 0. They have what could be an absolute record breaker in terms of all-time points, all-time scoring, all-time assists in Megan, uh, Megan Tyrell, who has been nothing short of incredible this season. That team is playing phenomenal. They, I believe, had a clean sweep of ACC awards last week uh, with Emma Ward as player of the week in the ACC. Things have been incredible. It's a doubleheader at the Dome. You've got Syracuse men playing uh, number three, Notre Dame at two. And then at six o'clock, you've got the woman playing Virginia. Uh, so it lacks doubleheader in central New York up on the hill for the Orange. That would be fun. Uh, get out there, support, watch a little bit of live sports. Should be a decent weekend, I think, if the rain can hold off or just come at night for all we care. Uh, but that'll wrap it up for a pretty big news day and a pretty big Thursday summary on our Friday episode of Locked on Syracuse. If you are not done with your podcast listening for today, we first thank you for making Locked on Syracuse listen number one. 
For your second, check out Lockdown College Basketball. Hear from Isaac, Andy, experts, players, uh, and big-name coaches as well, whoever comes on uh, for this Lockdown College Basketball podcast. It's tournament time. So Lockdown College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Owen Valentine signing off for the weekend. That is a wrap for the month of March. It has been an incredible month, courtesy of Syracuse having big news after big news after big news, but also courtesy of you. Thank you so much for listening day after day, uh, putting up with my brain farts whenever they happen, uh, some oopsies here and there. But I appreciate every comment, every view, every interaction, and every piece of feedback that you give. It means a ton. Thank you so much. Uh, if you do not yet, it would greatly, uh, I would greatly appreciate a subscription up here. Uh, you want to watch another video right up here as well. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Make somebody's day. Make somebody smile heading into the weekend. Happy Friday and enjoy yourselves. I'll catch you Monday. Uh, See you then.